Chance Time. Hello, welcome to Chance Time. Another generic video game podcast. And this is Ryan Speakman speaking. Uh, joined by Curtis Lowe. Hello, it's me. Paul Bills. Good day. And special guest, Nick Hargraves. Hi, it's me. Good day. <laughs> Nick Hargraves is an amalgamation of Paul Bills and Curtis Lowe. <laughs> Created in a laboratory. <laughs> Super good at video games. <laughs> I've been told you're the best. Uh, You've been told right. <laughs> Nick, how are right. you doing? Welcome to Chance Time. Doing good. What? It's uh, great to be here. One of our few loyal listeners <laughs> that texts me every once in a while and says, I listen to this. <laughs> That's true. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Are we allowed to uh, reveal your secret identity as well? Yeah, you can. Well, well, up to you. We don't have to. We can leave it a mystery. I mean, I have many, so... <laughs> can bird what i guess yeah <laughs> well for the the true chance time sleuths the uh initials smf <laughs> might uh might ring in is that a bad like acronym or something no okay. i was just laughing a lot of i was just laughing at true chance time sleuths you know the ones who, <laughs> the ones who write the wiki they'll figure that out <laughs> One of the 15 listeners will figure it out. <laughs> um, well, I say enough, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get into <laughs> Mike Struckerberg's one thing. Curtis, or no, Curtis, you're not our special guest. Nick Hargraves, <laughs> you are our special yeah. guest. We'll start with you. First? All right. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. First things first, one thing first off. Um, wow, he really is a loyal listener. Yeah, you're going to be the sleuth who can figure it out. I know my secret identity, so <laughs> I can answer that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Chance Time fanboy, so I know how it goes. Um, my first thing, I have been playing a lot of Forza recently, nice. and I have discovered a video game store that's not too far from my house that sells old video games new video games a little bit of everything so i picked up the first three forza horizon games uh, for <laughs> xbox one and xbox 360 the first one is for the 360 and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna buy one of those sim racing wheels with the pedals and a stick shift oh, wow yeah and you know it was uh wasn't too expensive but you know it's uh you could feed a family of four for a couple weeks with how much it cost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh put it together installed everything and i hate it it is the worst <laughs> i am really hoping that amazon takes returns on these things because <laughs> Instead of having a 
wheel for my racing game, I think I just want to install an Xbox controller in my real car. <laughs> I'm sliding all over the place. It's gearing up and turning. It has a mind of its own. And I'm just awful. And I'm like, ah, playing with the controller is so much more fun. So That's crazy. Is it? Yeah. Is it just the experience of having the, like, is the is the stuff not responsive? Is the pedal and wheel not responsive, or does it they're just? Pretty, they're pretty responsive, and I mess with all the settings, and I watch some videos of people that do their settings and show what they prefer and everything. But it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a lot more work. Um, which you know that sounds like I'm the laziest person ever. I have to move my arms and my feet now to play this video game. But there's just something about, you know, kicking back with a controller and just moving your thumbs and tiny, tiny little motions to do everything. Um, and it, it was a lot harder, so it made me awful at the game, which mm. wasn't enjoyable. Maybe there's a learning curve. Did but... you try it on each of the Forza games you bought? No, I only tried it on four and five. Okay. So I don't know if it would even plug into the Xbox 360, but hmm. maybe it's amazing on that one. Is that one of the Xbox games that's backwards compatible? Oh yeah, you you don't have a Series X, right? Yeah, I just have the the digital. Uh, okay. This gen this current generation. And then I actually don't have an Xbox One, but I do have the 360. So, got it. But yeah, that's my one thing. Wow, that's incredible. All right, well, Curtis, I didn't mean to to tease you, but we'll we'll actually get to <laughs> you right now. Cool. <laughs> well, it was a big day today. One thing I like about working from home is I can play a video game on my lunch break if I want to. <laughs> and nice I, it is, it's a great perk, but I finally beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. After having it for since last May, how many months is that? Like 10? I don't know. Not 10. 8? Plenty of months. I finally did it. And I need someone to talk to about it. <laughs> 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 email chance time podcast at gmail.com to talk to curtis about yes because <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to think about what they did differently and some of the new things they added in order to make changes if i guess that doesn't make sense if you haven't played it have any of you guys played it at all just the I demo just the, the first demo. two levels myself. Okay. I have not played it. <clears throat> so you probably haven't ran into anything that I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, they almost took like a, there's like almost a meta commentary on it, the way they made this game, which is really weird. I guess that's as much as I can say without spoiling it. <laughs> and I feel like that won't mean anything. If you haven't played the original <laughs> and don't remember what happened in the original, but yeah, I will say, I guess, quick review time. Um, 
I've heard a lot of people say this, and I agree. The pacing isn't great. Some of the chapters can really drag on, including the end chapter. I just wanted to be done with it, and I kept having to do things that I just felt super slow and just didn't want to do it, you know? But some of the... But once you get to, like, the bosses and stuff, the majority of the bosses are really, really, really great. I actually really like the combat. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, there's just some weird design choices. Um, I think I already mentioned already how sometimes when you have to pull a lever, you have to go and hold triangle down for a solid three seconds. And that annoys me every time I had to do it. And it just, that was a thing through the whole game. There's a lot of times where you have to like kind of sidle through very narrow openings between walls and debris or you have to like crouch down and like walk under stuff but all it is is literally just holding the joystick up and then watching cloud move really really slow and you're like staring at his shoulder and nothing else or the sword on his back because it's like the camera gets right up in there <laughs> and it's like all you can see it's just really weird so there's a few things like that but overall like it's they did a really good job fleshing out all the characters and their relationships and all that good stuff. Awesome. Sounds like a good time. I, I am excited to play that at some point. Yeah. Especially since I haven't really ever gotten into a Final Fantasy game. But that one looks particularly fun to me that one it, it would be either be between that one or the snes one which also looks pretty fun to me yeah this one that plays well in terms of like modern design in terms of the combat at least um because it's a lot it's real time but you can open up the menu and it doesn't pause the battle but it slows it down like a lot so you can issue out commands like you would in the older final fantasy games and I really enjoyed that blend of old and new in terms of combat. So that was really good. So <clears throat> I'm excited. The ending makes me excited for the next part. Um, so it'll be cool. Just the way it ended. I don't know. I can't spoil anything in case people do ever want to play it or get around to playing it. But it makes it, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> awesome. All right, Paul. What have you got for us today? Uh, before I get into my one thing, uh, I need to follow up on last week. Ryan's one thing from last week uh, got a couple responses from listeners that I'd just like to, to bring in here real quick. Uh, one from my sister-in-law, who I'm just going to read what she said. Okay, so on your podcast, Ryan talked about the ads on BeatStar. They drive me crazy! Exclamation point. I hope you could hear that in my tone. But I learned that those <laughs> she games... That? <laughs> she did. No, I said that. Uh, but I learned that those games that show the person stupidly not winning the game are very strategic. They show you a level that the quote-unquote player loses, which research has shown enrages slash annoys you enough that you want to beat that level but the level doesn't actually exist in the game. So people play the game thinking, I just want to beat that one level, but keep playing because they never reach that one level. Insidious. So there you go. When you I told guess. me that, that 
<laughs> it doesn't surprise me, but it also makes me extremely angry. Yeah. And if I mean, does your sister in law have the link to whatever oh, I don't know. I she read? Her. I should, yeah. Uh, I, I should would love to her. read that. But it also reminds me we made the joke about like the the game marketing conference where someone said pull the pin is everything. There's probably some game marketing keynote where they're like, here's the deal. Make the player suck in your ads. <laughs> so great. Uh, and then I feel like it's friend a of the sh- bunch of people what? in a Dracula style castle <laughs> saying that is a lightning bolt strikes. Yes. The storm is outside and everyone laughs evilly. Uh, another one, friend of the show, Sam Driggs. He says, Paul, please tell Ryan that his one thing about BeatStar ads really connected with me. This was apparently people really feel the hate for BeatStar ads strongly. Sorry to everyone that I invited to play BeatStar. I'm ruining your lives, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Recently, I think it was playing last week a bunch, I saw one of these ads and I realized it was the worst ad I have ever seen in my life. It was the save this family by clicking the right thing kind of game. And there is a mother and kids in a cold house about to freeze. I can't think of an ad I've disliked more ever in my entire life. But now the world is so much brighter. Ads that I used to find intolerable are now not that bad. This one bad ad, the worst ad, has somehow made everything else a little better by comparison. So thank you, BeatStar Mobile Game Ads, for showing me the definite word ad that exists. (laughs) So, thank you, Sam. Yeah, (laughs) I have seen that one. And it is a weird one. Yeah. I, I had another weird one this week where the ad came on and it was an ad for the company I work at. Oh, interesting. And (laughs) I don't think that we have a division uh, (laughs) that's focusing on mobile game ads. So I I think there must be like a pool of like, I don't know, like a localized ad thing that you submit ads to or something that we do. Because I've gotten similar ones for like the app store where it's like, I think it knows I don't have TikTok on my phone and it's like, download TikTok, choose this app, but it doesn't seem like a TikTok ad. It seems more like a Google Play ad that just chose a random app for me to download. One that's like popular that they think will just get your engagement. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so there you go. Beatstar ads unite the world in hatred. I thought that was funny. Um, oh, is there? I thought I cut someone off. Someone else want to say something? I was going to say, I kind of want to get back into Beatstar just for the ads now. <laughs> just for the ads. Yeah. <laughs> I missed all those. It's, yeah, a, so. it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can play any other mobile game and get the same experience. That's true. What a great world we've created, mobile game ads. <laughs> but anyway, my actual one thing is a follow-up to my one thing from last week as well. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that as of like 6.30-something, no, it was like 6.40-something today, I am the proud owner of the Platinum Trophy in Sifu. 
Wow. Oh. And it is one of the hardest things I've ever done in video games. It reminds me, I'm actually glad Nick is here for this, because it reminds me of when I was first learning Rocket League, and I like really liked it, and I wanted to be good so bad. But that game was so hard to learn at first that like uh, like I had never like actually thrown a controller in rage until Rocket League. <laughs> you and, threw uh, one in Rocket League? I did. I did throw a controller like just like at the couch, you know, yeah. like I didn't want to hurt the controller or the TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and I also I threw a controller trying to get that last trophy in Sifu. Um there's a trophy where you have to beat the entire game um, age 25 or younger. So, like, that gives you a maximum of five deaths. And in most cases, it's less than that. Because if you die twice in a row, it adds two to your age. Um, and so I had made it to the final area at age 24. And at first I thought, I'll just grind it and I'll really learn this boss so that I can just beat the final boss without dying at all, and I'll get the trophy that way. And trying that so many times enraged me so much that I was like, you know what? I bet at this point I could just go back and I could beat all the other bosses without dying and get back to here at age 20, which is the starting age, and then just give myself that breathing room. So I was so frustrated trying to beat the boss without dying that I actually did go back and I beat every other boss without dying and then came back but then I still couldn't beat him. Um, and I was I was up super late. Curtis actually sent me a message on PlayStation <laughs> last night at like 1.30 or something saying like, I see I'm not the only one who's up. And I was like, I just have one more trophy. I just want to finish this. But I couldn't. I, had, I threw in the towel at like 3 a.m. last night. And then uh, today at breaks at work, I was just like watching people's strategy videos of how to beat this final boss. And then I was like all prepared and I came home and uh, I actually like set up my second monitor that I use when I work from home. I like connected it to my PlayStation next to the TV because my kids were using the TV and I was like, I can't wait anymore. I have to just finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so I plugged in the second monitor to the PlayStation. No sound. I didn't I didn't need it. I just needed to play. And I got super, super close and died. And I was I was like crushed because I also was running out of time. I had to go somewhere at seven. I was running out of time and I thought I had it and then I died again. And <laughs> my my poor five year old son. I like jump out of my chair in frustration because I lost and I was so close. He comes over, he's like, Are you okay, Daddy? And I was like, No. <laughs> he goes to my wife and he's like, Mommy, Daddy's not okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Things are gonna be different now. <laughs> anyway, so I had like literally like 15 minutes left before i had to leave and i was like i don't care i'm doing it one more time and i'm just gonna i'm gonna get it this time and and i did i just like i slowed down and i was like super patient and like didn't take any risks at all it took me forever but that was the strategy i you know i only poked the boss when i was absolutely sure i could hit him and and be safe so I did tons of blocking and dodging and just waiting for him to have one tiny little opening every now and then. 
and I, I grinded it out and I finally got it and it felt amazing. It's um, awesome. Yeah. Bravo. Thank you. This is probably the rarest platinum trophy I have on PlayStation. Only like 1.8% of people have it. But I mean, wow. it's still a pretty new game. I imagine that will increase over time, especially because they're going to add difficulty levels later, they said. Um, awesome. I, my question yeah, for you, Paul. Did it. You said mm-hmm. it was the hardest, one of the hardest gaming achievements you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And yet you did this in what seems like one week. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been grinding it a lot. So yeah, it's not a very long game. Okay. But you just but, felt the the brutal difficulty yeah, like, setting I in. Just, okay. Yeah, I just had like it's it's a mental exercise to convince yourself to to keep getting up. I imagine like I haven't played Dark Souls. I imagine it's similar to that where it's okay. just like you just have to grind it and learn the patterns and figure it out. Um but yeah, it was like I was at like a full 10 of like focus and and effort like pretty much the entire time I was playing that game. So I'm I'm glad it's this short. If it was a longer game, I don't know if I would make it. Like and that's part of why I felt like I could get so into it. I was like it's it's not that much. Like yeah. I can learn this. I just have to really like keep pushing myself to keep trying and keep grinding and and figure out it's very like pattern based like all the bosses have a few specific patterns of attacks they do so you have to learn those patterns and figure out like how to counter them and when it's safe to attack um and so like you have to be like so focused and so like um like you almost literally like can't blink blink you have to really be dialed in and so yeah it's a short game but it it, it was like i had to be a hundred percent in the entire time and that's part of what was so frustrating is like for the final boss you can't go straight to the boss there's this like mini gauntlet of like one of every enemy type from the game that you have to beat before you can play the final boss and if you die you um you have to go through all of them again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would just die to those guys because I would just get lazy or or think that it was easier than it was. And I would just have a tiny slip up and then suddenly they would wipe me out and I would die. And I, you know, and I would just start over because I couldn't waste any of my lives. I had to get to the final boss at age 20 or I just had no chance of getting the trophy. And so, <clears throat> you know, just like the mental endurance to be like you know i just i just screwed up again i didn't even make it to the boss but i i you know i'm so close i want to get it i uh, gotta do it again and the, like the game is super fun but it's super hard um and that's part of what motivated me like it was fun to to get that mastery um and it's really interesting to compare like this to returnal which i i did not push myself to figure out Returnal, but I did feel like I could push myself to figure out Sifu. Part of that is just, like, the different theme. Like, I like the Kung Fu theme better than the sci-fi shooter theme. Um, and also, like, I, I like that style of control, like, melee combat better than shooter combat. So, you know, a few things just, like, clicked to let me really get into this and really push myself to get it, but it, it was not easy. Wow. So we did it. That's awesome. Congrats. And I did I did it 
in time for Horizon Forbidden West release. <laughs> that was my other thing. Is like yeah. I have to finish this before Horizon. I don't want to still be playing Sifu when Horizon is unlocked on my PlayStation. So I did it. I, I achieved my goals, and now I'm fully ready to play Horizon this weekend. Congratulations. Now all you got to do is beat Horizon in a week, and then you can play Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, that one. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I have a question for Paul. Uh, On a scale from one to Hades, where does Sifu fit? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I I mean, Hades is still uh, better, like, by a lot. Like, Sifu yeah. kind of has a story, and it kind of, like, hints at the story a lot in the environmental storytelling. Like, it... it gives you little bits of it um so i bet there's like a lot there if you really dug into it um but sifu's combat is is on the same level as hades in my mind well like hades has all the different weapons yeah um so like maybe hades is is more varied in the end but just like the moment to moment gameplay it, it feels very similar where when, once you're like dialed in you feel awesome like I am a kung fu master. Like you really do feel that way playing Sifu. So the combat is is easily ten out of ten in my mind. Um, but it's not the overall package like Hades is. Like Hades has the music and the story and the voice acting and just um, tons of different art styles and stuff. I will say I think Sifu will. I think it should win like art direction awards at the end of this year like it's hard for me to imagine a game coming out that i think has cooler visual design um sifu's museum level especially it's the third level of the five the museum level is just so so cool visually so i'm hoping that it gets some recognition for that so you know hades is still ahead of it in my mind but Sifu, I mean, it's only February, but Sifu is a legitimate game of the year contender in my mind. Like, I think I'll still be talking about it at the end of the year as as awards stuff comes up. Cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Might be worth a pickup for me. Yeah, I'm sure it'll go on sale. Um, I think it's only like 30 bucks anyway, but I'm sure it'll go on sale soon. Um, definitely worth it if you're willing to to learn some some tough melee combat yeah i might have some some money come to me when i uh send this this wheel back <laughs> good point <laughs> <laughs> all right i will finish off the one things sponsored by mike struckerberg by tell you guys a little story about uh last week there's a little thing called nintendo direct <laughs> or the uh, Nintendai, as I have shortened it to. <laughs> Doesn't uh, everybody? Yeah. Uh, uh, and he, as we discussed last week, curious announcement: more Mario Kart levels coming to Mario Kart Eight. Few of those levels will be imported from, or not imported, but they're going to bring some levels from current mobile game Mario Kart Tour. So I thought to myself, what's this Mario Kart Tour all about? It's also known as Mario Kart 9. That's true. Or Markartol, as I call it. <laughs> um, but I downloaded it on my phone. 
and I I was I'm surprised that since I've started doing this podcast with you guys, I've been talking about mobile games a lot more than I ever thought I would. Uh, I wasn't a believer in them, but I've played Mario Kart Tour way more than I thought I would have. Um, did any of you guys play it when it came out or played it at some point? I feel like I tried I mean, it once. <clears throat> yeah, I tried it briefly as well. I don't remember being all that impressed. Okay. Yeah, I that was the experience I had with the Rocket League mobile game, actually. Where mm, I, okay. I tried it once and I was like, this is cool that they did this. And then I never played it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mario Kart Tour, I could see why you guys had that reaction. Because it is essentially cool. They put Mario Kart on mobile. And they made it work for a phone. But it's never as satisfying as real Mario Kart is. But that being said, there are a few elements that were really fun to me. The biggest one is the multiplayer. Where I I felt like the stakes were a lot higher. And even though it wasn't as precise and there's a little bit more luck involved, it was still exciting when I got first place. And it was... There were quite a few levels, but... The levels were, uh, for instance, right now they have the Los Angeles tour going on. So a lot of the levels are like labeled Los Angeles, like 2B or something like that. They, And they're basically the same level with like minor differences. But I don't know. It, it was fun and there were a few parts where I was in tier one. And they kind of put me in a, a leaderboard of other tier one players. Mm. And based on the end of the the week, I could unlock different stuff and get uh, upgraded to like a new tier. And it was exciting because even though this was my first week playing, I was number one of tier one. <laughs> and so... There are a lot of mobile game elements like that where it kind of like makes you feel like you're progressing and you're doing a lot of stuff, but you're not really doing that much. But I will say I've had a good time with it and it it feels better than I thought it was going to feel. And it looks really good. That was the thing I was most impressive with is it's it's basically a modern Mario Kart game on phone, on the phone, graphics-wise. Um, but yeah, and I do enjoy the weird characters and costumes they come out with for this. Um, yeah, there's there's an interesting mobile game effect where it's like, well, we have to give in to the skins. We yeah. have to make weirder <laughs> skins. It's on mobile. Pokemon did the same thing where like they'd never done weird skins for Pokemon, but they're like, but we have a mobile game. We have to do it. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did for Pokemon. They had the Lucha Libre Pikachu and stuff like that. Yeah, but like it was like one, you know, and it was just Pikachu. But this is like, that's true. You get like Venusaur in a dress or whatever. <laughs> that's fair. 
but yeah this is this is one that like i don't know if i would necessarily recommend but it's mario kart on phone you can there's a lot of levels and they do actually remake uh more levels than i thought of old games a lot of them are from the 3ds game which i found interesting and yeah this is one that like if i had a friend who had this i would have like fun like standing in line at an amusement park or something and racing mm. between them or yeah, something yeah. like that but i don't know if i'll I, i'll probably keep playing it here and there but i don't think i'm gonna get hooked or anything but it's a good i mostly wanted to see what the levels would be like that they're taking from this and putting into the dlc that's coming out and based on that i'm less excited to race in Mario Kart 8 in those because the levels are pretty bland in my opinion. <laughs> um but for do a mobile think, game they're pretty good. Do you think they'll be straight ports or will it be like an expanded version of the track? I don't know. I I have a theory that each level like there's probably for the Los Angeles levels there's probably like eight variations on it and it i feel like i've seen repeating parts and so it kind of seems like like there's one part with oil rigs that i'm pretty sure i've seen in like three levels that is like seems like the exact same turns and stuff like that but i think they like mix it with different sections of other parts of the track and so i kind of wonder if they'll just like take each part of those tracks and put them together to make one big level or that I don't I'm not really sure what they're gonna do, but what I what would make sense is if they upgraded them, obviously, but what they'll probably do is just do a straight up port of it, because mm. Nintendo does stuff like that all the time. Yeah. And we'll hey, you get you get forty eight tracks. You can't complain if a couple of them are are playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but anyways, that's all I have to say. So, you know what I keep thinking about? Please. Venusaur in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if that's really one of the skins, but it's stuff like that. <laughs> now I have to figure out if it's real. Yeah, Google. Google image that right now. <laughs> With the safe filter on, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. Uh. All right. Well, let's get into the topic for today. The topic is yearly gaming franchises. Uh, these are games that have a game, a new game in the franchise coming out every year. Examples include most sports games, uh, Just Dance. Um, Call of Duty, things of that nature. Uh, and the reason we have Nick on today is Nick has uh, not currently, but 
for a large part of his life has been into one particular franchise. What franchise is that, Nick? Uh, that would be Madden, Madden. NFL football. Uh, so I just want to ask you a few questions about that before we, we talk about anything, uh, but just so that, so everyone can know kind of where your, your Madden loyalty lied. Uh, what was the first Madden game you remember getting? Uh, I remember a few on the Nintendo 64, um, probably Madden. 99 do you remember when they changed it from john madden football to madden i don't specifically remember but i do know that they did change it to they added the nfl in there um but i do remember it was kind of a big deal when madden was always on the cover but in 2001 they switched it to to athletes on the cover Mm. So when you got that first one in 99 or the N64 Madden do you, were you did you buy the next one right away that next year Or did you uh, bit? I can't remember Okay I do know that we did have all the 64 ones um and we had a few different football games for 64 too but it was, uh, you know, we were always playing the most recent one for sure. Okay. I don't know if we specifically went out and bought them like when they're released, though. Got it. And what was the last Madden game you remember buying? The last, last recent one. Yeah, when I stopped buying it every every August, it, it's released. Um, it was Madden twenty five which is 2014, I think was the 25 year anniversary. So it's been, it's been a while since I was buying it on an annual basis. Okay. But I have, I have, that's when I stopped doing the yearly and I was big into Madden, but I do have Madden 19 and a few other ones here and there behind that. Okay. So I think um, Madden, Madden 19 and Madden 20, I've, I've played. Okay. And you have sent me pictures before of your Madden collection, and I have been to your house and saw your shrine to Madden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Takes what, up a whole shelf in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> what, when, when was the point where you decided to retroactively buy all the Madden games? I think it was around 2010. Um, that was probably my peak interest in in Madden. Um, grew up a big football fan, had a bunch of them, and I moved. I left home for a while and didn't really have a chance to play video games. Um, but I made my brothers still pick up the two years of of Madden that I missed. (laughs) So I have those two sealed in the wrapper. um, Sitting on my show. Never, never cracked them open. Nope. (laughs) Because the new one had come out already. So I just played the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what was it 
that kept you buying essentially the same game over and over again. Yeah, there there came a point where I realized I'm paying $60 for essentially a roster update. Um, but it was kind of the hype. You know, you wanted to play, get the newest, you know, shiny new game out there. Um, you know, the people that were big into Madden and played competitively online always had the newest one. Um, and before they had the online capabilities in games, you did have to buy the newest one to get, you know, the rosters, the new free agency pickups on your your favorite team are going to be on on your team now. Um, you know, rookies in the NFL that had a really good year, their ratings are going to be much improved. Um, so you did want to have have the updated roster. And then back in in the early 2000s to the 2010s, they did include several features and they tried to change it and update it and change the gameplay a lot. And then probably around 2012, 2013, they actually took away features and put paywalls on stuff and just made it made it worse. They changed the physics engine and stuff. So... There was new features, new features that draw you, you know, and you want to be, you want to be current. Yeah, that makes sense. And the the commercials just told me to, so I was like, okay. <laughs> um. All right. Oh, oh yeah. My last question relating to Madden: How good were you at your peak? I didn't really play online, so I don't know. And when I played online here and there, I'm not aware of like a ranking really. You just won and then maybe you moved up a little bit. Okay. Um, I did beat everyone I played, uh, you know, in person. Yeah. What, um, what about with your brothers? My brothers, I, I won every single time. My littlest brother, he will claim that he beat me on a on the last second field goal one time, <laughs> but I I don't really remember that happening. Um, but growing up, I was kind of I was the big brother, and so a few times I would be playing them, and they would score a touchdown, and then they would just start, you know, like flinching and cowering away from me. I was like, "What what are you doing that for?" And they'd be like, "Every time I score a touchdown, you punch me in the arm." <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Paul Curtis, what are some of the uh yearly gaming franchises you've played? Uh if you have bought one two years in a row, I'm interested in that, but if there's any other ones that you can think of that just have a yearly game come out. Do I do have a question for Nick first, though. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Did you play Madden NFL 08 on the Wii? I was excited for that one because I thought, you know, you'd be slinging the ball with the motion controls. Um, but I don't think they incorporated much of the the motion stuff, really. I did play it, but only once, and I, it was pretty bad from what I remember. <laughs> Not a real fan, then. <laughs> I guess not, yeah. 
without swinging. I do. I do remember though, in two thousand five or two thousand six, they were not going to release release Madden on the GameCube. It was a, a rumor, so I was like, "Crap, I got to get an Xbox." So I bought an Xbox from this kid down the street, and <laughs> I paid him like you know, hundred bucks or so. And then they're like, "Oh, we are going to release it on the on the GameCube." Right. Turns out. <laughs> I was like, dang it, I just bought this Xbox for nothing. That's funny. So I do actually remember playing the one on the Wii. I only remember doing like the like the drill things, you know, where like you was it yards after catch and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like the sprint. Yeah. I always thought those are fun for some reason. And to sprint, you had to like pump your arms like you're sprinting in real life. Oh, that's cool. That was always the best part. (laughs) Yeah, that was a feature. That they took away in the in the later games. They don't. They didn't have those for the later editions. Um. Actually, before we get into the games you guys have played, let's uh let's just name a few that are yearly. So we we've got the sports games. You've got your your Madden, your FIFA, your NBA Two K. Um. You've got Just Dance is another one. Does Call of Duty still come out every year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Call uh, of Duty. Also, MLB The Show. Ah, uh, yes. Um, What's the wrestling one? The WWE? Yeah, 2K? W- something like that. Isn't there a UFC one now, too? That's basically pretty much every year? Might be. I think so, yeah. Um, Did we say 2K? For yeah. NBA, okay. Yeah. Um, you've also got your you simulator games. Ah, uh, yes, FIFA was said. Okay. Uh, simulator games, your farming simulators, your oh, that's true. Euro truck simulator. Euro truck simulator, yeah. I don't know I if forgot about those. Football Manager counts as a simulator game or a sports game. Yeah, you got no, that. It, it's, it's more simulator, simulator, but yeah, it does come out every year. Um, car mechanic, car mechanic, yeah, car mechanic simulator. Steam, yeah. uh, I still have the copy you bought me, Nick, on on Steam for like two dollars. That's a great game. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played it. Don't play it. It's it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there is Battlefield yearly? Which which first no. person shooter ones are are yearly? Is it just Call of Duty? I think Call of Duty is the only one that is consistently annual. Okay. I feel like Battlefield's like every other year. Oh, yeah, I feel like it is every other year. Or at least close to that, yeah. The um, only other one I could think of is Assassin's Creed at one point. Not anymore, though. Yeah, Assassin's Creed is one that was... Um, another one I have is Tony Hawk Pro Skater was yearly at one point. Um, I guess Mega Man was yearly at one point, which makes sense with how many came out. Are the Lego games yearly? That one was I wasn't sure sure about. Uh, I, I mean, there's certainly something Lego that comes out basically every year, but I don't. It's not the same format of like every year. Uh, we might have lost everybody. According to my internet connection, so 
it looks like Discord is down for the listener. I always hate when this happens because I do not know how to stall very well. Um, and the way I record this is so amateur that I don't want to stop the recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is really awkward. So let me walk you through what I'm doing. I'm going to uh, restart Discord and hope that we can get the audio back. At some point, I will stop. This used to be more of a trend oh, than it is now, back. actually. Like it used to be that there were more franchises that were truly annualized. So I agree. Paul yeah. and whoever was talking, no one heard any of the stuff you just said because my Discord crashed. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, Discord crashed. So okay. I don't even I for the listener, it's going to be a long, awkward minute of me talking to myself. <laughs> Uh, tr trying to fill in empty space, but the the halftime meditation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I do not remember where you got cut off. So, uh, well, I was just saying while we we're waiting for you to come back that it feels like this used to be more of a trend than it is now. Actually, like there used to be more franchises that were annualized. Yeah. Um. um some people, have, it seems like several publishers have backed off. Or, I guess, there's less of a need for it because you can just constantly update a game. Yeah. I think that's a, a big thing, too. Yeah, the uh, online capabilities and updating it. I know with uh, with Madden, it was like a big thing. They used to call it Madden Holiday um, when it was released, and they'd have release midnight release parties. And you'd even get swag sometimes if you were there at midnight. But now I don't even know if they do midnight releases. Huh, interesting. So what do you guys like the the new model better of uh, let's say release Fortnite and then I guess there's the seasons version of this and yeah. the free DLC version of this. Uh, I mean, I think I feel like for games like Madden and sports game, if all they're doing is updating the roster, I feel like either buying the new roster makes more sense, or having seasons where you can cycle through different rosters. But maybe it, it doesn't work as well for some games. Yeah, I so I guess. To kind of answer that question, I have a, a related question. Uh, Nick, would you support if they changed it to just like Madden Forever or whatever they called it, and it was like a $5 a month subscription, so it ends up being $60 a year, but there was never like another Madden game. It was just Madden Forever, and you paid 5 bucks a month, and it was just constantly updated. Do you think that would work? Like, would you be more or less into that? What would you think if they tried that? 
I don't know. That would be quite a big change. I definitely would have done it back in the day when I was really into Madden. I don't know if I would do it now. Okay. That is an interesting concept. Um, I think it would help with consistency because there are some Madden years where the gameplay is just awful and others are, <laughs> are better. Uh, it seems hit and miss uh, recently. So maybe if they get a good good gameplay and then they can just kind of do add some features here and there and keep the the rosters updated that might be that might be a good change yeah i i wonder if they'll ever do it or if it's just they don't want to break up the the consumer habit of isn't it august when madden comes out usually like just every year yeah mid-august just go buy it yeah so I wonder if they're, I don't know, if they make a certain update that's not popular and people cancel their subscriptions because of it. I wonder if they would lose money from that or if that would have to be a pretty big yeah. issue for pe- that many people to cancel their subscriptions. Yeah. Plus, yeah. they could come back, you know. Yeah, that too. They just fix it. And, uh, I don't know. Well, let me hit you guys with uh, some interesting stats that might shed some Ooh. light on that. Uh, a quick Google brought me to Statista, which I don't know how accurate it is. But let me tell you the top selling video games of 2021 by dollar sales. Number one, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> number three madden nfl 22 uh number four pokemon brilliant diamond shining pearl five battlefield 2042 six marvel spider-man miles morales seven mario kart eight eight resident evil village number nine mlb the show 21 uh it's super mario 3d world far cry 6 number 12 fifa 22 so it seems like these games are still selling really, really well. Oh, yeah. They're big money. And a lot of those games, the purchase price is just the beginning. Like FIFA has Ultimate Team that makes a billion dollars a year on top of people buying the game because they want to buy the like card packs that give them the players they want. Yeah, so does Madden does that too. Yeah, huge, huge money in these games. So, yeah, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, why would you change it if people are still coming in such big numbers? Very similar to another game on that list, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Yep. (laughs) Um, Except that's, I mean, yeah, so there's, I guess, there's those franchises that aren't quite annual, but are kind of evergreen, like Pokemon, and actually Far Cry, that was on that list, too. Far Cry is an annual, but it's, like, every other year now. Um, Both they I do think, little spin-offs, though, in the yeah. In years. Yeah, Pokemon yeah. at least has one Pokemon-related game every year, as well yeah. as Mario has one at least one game with the word Mario in it that has Mario as a character. That's a good point, yeah. But I 
like Mario especially has branched off into so many genres. It's hard for me to know if I should count it as a yearly franchise. Yeah. Or yeah. if Mario like Kart different is different. Features where, yeah, there's different like Mario franchises now. Yeah. Um, what um, are some of the I ones guess... that you, Paul and Curtis, have played? Unless you had more. Sorry. I... Well, no, I guess this answers your question too. Um, so I think the only one that I've actually done annually was I did, I'm pretty sure this is the right sequence of events. Assassin's Creed 4 came out, and then the next year was Unity, and then the next year was Syndicate, and then they actually stopped being annual. And I bought those three like every year back to back to back. And I was just going to mention that Assassin's Creed seems to be one franchise that it appears will try the like forever model. So they announced or leaked or whatever Assassin's Creed Infinite, which is some big project that seems like it will just be the Assassin's Creed platform, basically. And they'll release like campaigns and and stuff to do inside Assassin's Creed Infinite. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if that succeeds and if any other kind of forever franchises like this will follow that model. I guess you uh, just got to look at something like Destiny to see yeah, what, I was just thinking example, of Destiny how too. that does work. Because yeah. that's what Destiny really is. They do big expansions every so often. I don't know how often. Is that a yearly thing? I How think every year they have, not. like, a major expansion. And then there's, like, mini expansions throughout the year. Um, yeah. Curtis, are there any that you have delved into? Um, I kept up with Assassin's Creed for a little bit there. Um, as I got Assassin's Creed 2. And then I remember playing it and loving it. And then... It, it blew my mind that there's a new one coming out the next year. So I got really excited. And then, so I played Assassin's Creed 2, and then that was Brotherhood was the next one, and then Revelations. And then after that, I fell off. Because, I don't know, I just didn't ever get back into it. Was there, was there enough? Assassin's Creed seems like one, and I've barely played any of them. But, so maybe you could shed light on this for me. It seems like one when it was yearly, there was enough new things happening in them to make them interesting. Well, I remember the, yeah, they had, I feel like they were, for the most part, pretty much, they played the same, except they all had their own gimmick, I feel like. Okay. Um, except, I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 was essentially a bigger, better original Assassin's Creed. Um, but Brotherhood had, um, you could, build your brotherhood um where you would recruit people into your group of assassins and then you could like call on them so you'd like look at a group of guards and you could just like whistle essentially and then your little group of assassins would pop out and shoot them with arrows and then disappear that kind of stuff mm. or you could see one in an alleyway or whatever and whistle and then an assassin will just come out of nowhere like drop off a rooftop and take them out and then leave Cool. So it's kind of fun. It's cool stuff like that. And they had like a whole thing built out where you could um, <clears throat> send them on missions to different parts of the world and stuff. And there's like, oh, like this is a hard mission. So you need to send your a more experienced assassin or else they might not come out or come back or they might die. Um, fun fact. Um, I tried to do a sisterhood 
because for whatever reason, <laughs> I recruited one dude. And then after that, I recruited like four women. And I was like, it'd be funny if I had just like a sisterhood. For some reason, I just thought that would be funny to do. Um, so then I, but I still had this one guy left. And you can't just like dismiss them or something. The only way I could figure out how to get rid of them is like send them on a suicide mission, basically, <laughs> and get them killed. I remember it was like, okay, he's got a 5% chance of success on this mission. This is perfect. I'll send them. And then he like, he did it and came back and was like a master assassin right after that. And I couldn't get rid of him after that. So it was like this one dude. And then I had like all these women assassins, which I thought it was funny. Um, but that game was fun though. And the next one, uh, I don't know, the only gimmick I really remember them putting, I feel like there was better climbing. Did they get like, did he get a gadget that helped him climb faster or something like that? Um, I think there was like a kind of almost like a tower defense sequence that you had to do once in a while, which I don't remember really liking all that much. But the other one was uh, you could create bombs, which I enjoyed. Um, there was like you had like a smoke bomb, which is, you know, pretty predictable for a game like Assassin's Creed. But it was really helpful. You could just roll it into a group of guards and then go in there and stab them all and leave. Um, but they made pretty they had interesting ones where one was like filled with, I think was it lamb's blood, I think, or something like that. And you could throw it into like a crowd and it would blow up and just spray everyone with blood and they'd all panic. Um, or you could cause another panic and you, they had a bomb that would explode and throw uh, coins everywhere. So then all the civilians would like go crazy trying to pick up all the money. So they had a few interesting bombs and stuff there. I feel like there's something else in that one too, but, but yeah. After I finished those, um, that was like Ezio Auditore's Auditore. I don't know how to say anything, um, <laughs> but that was his like story arc, and it ended with Revelations. <clears throat> so maybe that's why I fell off because I really liked Ezio, and then I don't know. <laughs> I never got back into it after that. Got it. Nick, do you do you have any other ones besides Madden you've gotten into? Uh, not really. I I dabbled in FIFA, but Madden was really the one that I kept coming back to and kept buying every year for a I, while. I remember, uh, just so everyone knows, I, I lived with Nick at one point. I remember coming in at certain points and you were playing NBA 2K. Was that just the same one when you were playing that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I just picked that up at a GameStop for like 10 bucks. It was like three years old. And... Playing, playing the one year. Got it. I think uh, that was the year that Michael Jordan was on, featured on the game. So, huh. Um, the ones I've dabbled with are. I've bought a Just Dance here and there. It's a game that my yeah. sister likes. Um, I bought one of those for my kids on yeah. Switch. So they could dance to the Frozen songs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Baby Shark. But what's interesting to me about Just Dance is they're doing what seems like mixing the strategies where yeah. you can buy the newest game, but you can also buy the subscription service that gets you every song except for whatever game is in the future. 
So like I I think I have Just Dance 2018 I want to say. And so I can subscribe and I think I get every song from previous Just Dances before 2018. But I think I have to actually go and buy uh 2019 or 2020 to get all the new songs that came out after that. But I can still subscribe and play those ones before it. But I'd have to double yeah, check. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, I think that's right. Which... One thing cool about that, though, is that kind of preserves the older games that were like on Wii and stuff. That's true. What's weird to me about that one is why not just come out with a Just Dance app that you can download right. on any console and then just you can pay like the premium pass or buy the new year songs or something like that or wait a year to get them for free. It would be interesting to do like a, yeah, you could just buy them by song and stuff. Yeah. Not a bad idea because, you know, those kind of games, I remember Rock Band and stuff or Guitar Hero were the same where there are always songs that you really just did not care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the other one that I really loved as a kid, and if I had more money, I would have gotten yearly, was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, of course. Um, I played the first one a lot at my friend's house in elementary school, and then I think the first one we got was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and then I we skipped 4, and then I think I was in high school, so I was able to buy two in a row. I bought Tony Hawk Underground and Tony Hawk's Underground 2, which were two games I put a lot of time into. But that's another one where I feel like even though it was similar gameplay, the, the levels and characters were unique enough that it was always worth getting the new one to me. They had a pretty good story mode in the underground games. Yeah, I, I did like those. Um, my my character was named Super Hot Dog, and he was a giant green man who uh, wore a bandana, I think. And I was really mad when my GameCube memory card got corrupted because he was a cherished member of my <laughs> my friend circle. Rest in peace, super hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one that I just thought of that I didn't really think of as yearly, but now I kind of do is I have played Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2, the remake, Resident Evil 3, the remake, and I have bought Resident Evil 8 with plans to play that. And I feel like those four, I, I can't remember what Red, Resident Evil 7 when that one came out, but 2 and 3 definitely came out one year after the other, and I can't remember if 8 came out the next year or if it was two years, excuse me, two years after that. I don't remember when 7 came out, but I do remember the 2 remake came out, and then the following year was the 3 remake. Okay. Which I, I think was Got it here. 2020, and then I think 8 was 2021. Yeah, so Resident Evil 7 was 2017, 
and then Resident Evil 2 was 2019, 3 was 2020, and 8 was 2021. So yeah, at the moment, Resident Evil is a yearly franchise. And it was for a while from 1998 to 2005, it looks like. Or 2007, if you count all these spinoff games. I feel like the scope of games getting so much bigger has made it harder for franchises to stay yearly. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. kind of why Assassin's Creed went away from it because Origins was the first one that wasn't and it was like a lot bigger in scope and yeah. had more RPG elements and that kind of stuff and they've kept with that since then. And it yeah. has not been yearly since they did that. And I feel like it's part of the well, reason why. And I don't know, like Ryan mentioned, even the Mega Man games way back in the day, they just essentially used, reused the same assets. You know, like Mega Man, like the way he looked never really changed. <laughs> they just yeah. created new levels. But you can't really do that as easily these days, I feel like. What what about games like Resident Evil? Where looking at this release timeline on Wikipedia, it looks like every once in a while they'll take a year break or a two year break, but then they'll just go back to doing yearly ones until they get done making them. I I mean I feel like Resident Evil took a longer break. Yeah. Um, and then started doing yearly ones again. Do you feel like there are some other game franchise franchises that like weren't really yearly, but are are trying to figure out ways to make them yearly uh, right now? Yeah, I don't know how many are like trying to be yearly. Another aspect I think to take into account is. If they don't do it yearly, they're still, in a lot of cases, like updating the one that's that's there, like like DLC and stuff. Yeah, that's what Assassin's Creed is doing, right? Yeah, especially and actually, Assassin's Creed has. If you look at the whole history, it's like barely taken a real break. Like it was two thousand nine to twenty fifteen. And then there wasn't one in 16, there was in 17 and 18, not one in 19, one in 20, and not in 2021. So it is like kind of every other year, but it's like, that's not even really a pattern yet, because 17 and 18. But anyway, yeah, like there's, and even like Call of Duty, that's true too. Like the old Call of Duty quote unquote old like last year's call of duty is getting still so much dlc throughout the year up up until and even sometimes after the new call of duty comes out so i guess again ryan was talking about the blending of the strategies i think that's another way that the strategies are starting to blend where even the annualized ones are like getting dlc updates throughout the year and even if they take a year off they're getting dlc updates i guess it's not true for resident evil I don't think Resident Evil has DLC, right? There's not like expansions and stuff. There, there are DLCs. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil 7 
has a few. Resident Evil 2, I can't remember if they did, but I remember Re- Resident Evil 7 had a lot. Okay. Uh, the thing with Resident Evil, though, that I'm remembering is for 7, they made the R- the RE engine, and each Resident Evil game right. has come out in the RE engine, so they probably are using reusing assets and and things like that to kind of pump them out fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of just like, do you have momentum, I think? Like yeah. like Resident Evil kind of found momentum again with 7, and then these remakes. So I think they're just trying to capitalize on it while they have it. But as soon as they start to see that enthusiasm waning, then they'll probably step back again and then turn on the gas again when they think they have a another string. Um, I mean, I have no idea how these business meetings really turn out but it's kind of seems like a lot of the major franchises have that strategy um or something like that strategy i do remember thinking when resident evil 2 that remake was such a big hit and then everyone was like oh so they're probably going to remake resident evil 3 next and i was like yeah that makes sense you know but i never thought it would come out as quick as it did I thought they were going to let it sit for a little bit and then do another release, but then it came out the next year. And then I remember thinking, are they going to keep this up? They're going to run out of Resident Evil games to remake really fast. (laughs) They could just come out with another DLC, be like, we're going to put out even more evil into the game now. (laughs) Give us your money, please. Please. Money, please. One thing I think they should do is... Uh, with the next Resident Evil, create a marketing campaign where someone is constantly missing the zombies until they die, and then it will make everybody want to beat that beat that level <laughs> and buy it. No, they shouldn't. It shouldn't be that. It should be like the weapon that your inventory management. Remember, like the little grid thing they oh, did. Yeah, yeah. But then just like a really, really, really bad job. <laughs> Like, oh, you gun, and then they throw out like all of their <laughs> herbs or whatever so they can't heal anymore and then they turn around and get hit by a zombie and die or something it's like i can manage inventory better than that <laughs> <laughs> or they dump a bunch of lava on their gold and they're oh like, yeah oh. there you go <laughs> <laughs> they actually create the pull pull the pin whatever puzzle and an evil it's like leon kennedy running up and it's like oh there's Ashley or whatever on the one side, and there's zombies on the other side. Pull this pin, okay, and then pull this pin. Oh no, the zombies ate Ashley. <laughs> I love the idea of them creating like a cartoon ad for that, and some eight year old kid is like, I could beat that, and they buy Resident Evil <laughs> 2 <laughs> remake and just watch zombies gore people to death. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, one thing, real quick though, yeah, just one thing it. I kind of noticed. Um, I feel like companies have these strategies on how to actually do yearly releases. Like Madden, I feel like we've already talked about how it's they don't make too many big changes. Sometimes it feels more like a roster change more than anything. Um, but like Call of Duty, I'm pretty. I don't know if they do this anymore, but before it was Infinity Ward would make a game, but their Call of Duty would come out. And then it was Treyarch's Call of Duty that would come yep. out next year. Mm. And they would just alternate every other year. 
So they actually yeah. Had now there's three. There's Sledgehammer as well. Oh, the, for, I forgot about Sledgehammer. Yeah. yeah. So now they rotate between the three of them. So that's probably how they're able to do all the DLC and stuff too. Yeah, and, probably, and I think uh, they bring in Raven to help, like strategically. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably one other way to do it. And then like uh, Resident Evil is remaking older games and stuff, which makes me think would could we consider Legend of Zelda a yearly release now at this point? With the remakes in between, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of different. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Has a, did a Zelda game come out last year? Yeah, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Oh yeah, that's right. And then at some point, uh, and then Link's and Awakening. Link's Awakening was one point. Yeah. I, might, I guess that might be it, though. I guess Hyrule. Yeah. So Warriors. I was actually gonna say, like, it's worth mentioning that. If you don't, if you're not annual or semi-annual like these we've been talking in Assassin's Creed, it seems like the only other strategy is six to eight years between releases. <laughs> like Final Fantasy and Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption and and Last of Us and you know like these other major tentpole franchises. And I would put Zelda on that list in terms of new games. It is like it's like six to eight years between every entry. It's kind of funny how that like those seem to be the only two acceptable strategies is <laughs> you get you get one quality or two years or, yeah, or you get six <laughs> to eight years. Um, I, I do think that what Curtis was saying was interesting about Zelda, though, because I do feel like Nintendo especially has the six to eight year strategy sometimes. Uh-huh. But they remind you that the franchise exists by remaking yeah. games and spinoffs yeah. and so many like, spinoffs and stuff. I feel like that is the case with Zelda, where like Hyrule Warriors at least remind you of the Zelda IP when there's not right. a new Zelda game coming out. Yeah, the same with the Pokemon spinoffs. Yeah, and and the Mario spinoffs. Honestly, it's like. Remember that you like this, and we'll give you like the core game when it's ready. Final Fantasy does the same thing too. A lot of these franchises that have been going on for like decades at this point do that. Because does... I don't remember Final Fantasy 16. Like we know about it. I don't know. We don't have a release date for it, right? But we do have uh, the Chaos one. What's it called? I don't remember. Oh, the like Stranger Paradise, something. Yeah, Stranger Paradise. The... Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and there's a bunch of Final Fantasy Seven spinoff stuff that they're doing. I think they did a Battle Royale and stuff too. Like, yeah, they did Chocobo GP. <laughs> Can't forget that one. <laughs> gotta gotta bring actually it up every buy time. that game the mo- as much as I talk about it. <laughs> I have to actually buy it now. They um, should give you a free copy at this point. How much you've been talking about? <laughs> we should we should email them and be like, hey, I really want to talk about Jokobo GP in my podcast. <laughs> Can I get a review copy review code? Um, I'm trying to figure out if Sonic is a yearly franchise. Do you guys know if it is? I don't think it like I think it's been on and off. I think it's had stretches. Yeah, the Wikipedia thing I'm looking at separates it 
between 2D and 3D games. So it's hard to get the exact list, but yeah, for a while the 2D games were yearly. When it first yeah. came out, it looks like they were consistently coming out for a year until Sonic Blast was the for five straight years they had Sonic games. I feel like Sonic games come out every year, but yeah, it I mean, like it. There's these franchises that just like somehow stay in in the conversation one way or another, right? Yeah. yeah. They just kind of figure out ways to keep attention. But yeah, I my my prediction I think for the future is is more and more of the the it's not a game, it's a platform model like Destiny 2 and like whatever Assassin's Creed Infinite feels like it's going to be. It'll be more just and I think more and more like access to the game will be technically free and it'll just be you buy content within that kind of game platform. Like Warframe is another example of this, I think, where like they just um, did a, a big marketing thing about like our biggest, most cinematic campaign yet. Like in a in a previous time, that probably would have been quote unquote Warframe 2. But now there's not really a reason to do that. And actually it's better for name recognition and like search engine optimization to just stay the same game and just try to keep people excited about it. I think that's more the model of the future, but like sports games are a weird anomaly where it's like, we don't want to touch the business model. It's so, so profitable for us. Yeah. I, I, my, my prediction is that Sports games and sim games will hold out the longest. I think, yeah. and I think Just Dance will hold out pretty long too. I I think Just Dance will cave first. <laughs> then I I think sports games will start to cave, but I I feel like for some reason simulator games are gonna hold out the longest and maybe <laughs> keep on doing yearly forever disagree i think sports games might be the the longest holdout because they're tied to a real life thing that also changes greatly on a yearly basis and then the the sports fans will be like well gotta go get my football game it's the time of the year yeah you're probably right looking at the sales is enough for me to change my mind after your argument uh there's also the licensing thing like they have to convince the NFL that an annual subscription is better than an annual release, which I feel like they will be harder to convince because they'll just say it's working. Why do you want to change it? You know, we're getting our money every year. I actually would be surprised if that's like part of their contract. Yeah. That it has to have an annual release. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. 21 on Steam to see if there were any games with 21 that weren't simulator or sports, but oh. <laughs> the only one 
I can see is Typing Instructor Platinum 21. <laughs> which I don't know if that is referring to the year or to something else in the game. Oh, that's that's a huge annual release. I can't believe you don't know about <laughs> Typing Instructor. Also, mostly negative reviews for Handball 21. <laughs> which looks uh, looks pretty in- intense based on the trailer <laughs> until they cut to gameplay uh, there's also another model that I find interesting but seems to have worked for people who have tried it where it's just like we're not going to make a sequel we're just going to see how much we can jam into the original game and and keep it selling mm, yeah uh like binding Isaac. of isaac i think is a good example of that <laughs> i guess it has it has dlc yeah um, they keep tricking me by saying we're done this is the last dlc we're gonna do right and then a few years pass and i'm like well i guess i'm playing this again <laughs> yeah but like other prominent examples i think of that are uh no man's sky that just keeps doing major free updates. And I guess their only strategy is keep selling the game. Like we still think there's more people out there who haven't bought a copy yet that will be convinced by the next big free content update. Uh, How did the Shovel Knight DLC work? Was it like if you bought it in the beginning, you keep getting the new ones or did you have to buy? I know like if you kickstarted it, you got Kickstarter one. Yeah, everything for free. I bought Shovel Knight, the base game, when there was no other DLC. And then when Treasure Trove came out on the Switch, I was like, oh, those look fun. Maybe I should buy those DLCs. And then I went to my thing and it had changed it to Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. And I had everything. Oh wow, yeah. So I I did not do the Kickstarter and I did not I just bought the base game and got everything. Got everything. I bought the base game on three DS. I only got the Plague Knight one. Interesting. Wow. Did they support did they put everything on the three DS? I don't think so. I think that's what happens. They just stopped supporting it. Stop supporting it. Yeah. But when I bought the treasure trove on Switch because I wanted to play the other ones, then I just got everything as they came out. Yeah, so I wonder how much of that strategy we'll see where it's just like, no, we're just going to keep updating it and just trying to keep expanding our audience, like keep the people who bought it happy so they keep talking about it and playing it and just try to see how many people we can bet get to just buy the base game. Like No Man's Sky feels kind of like a franchise. Like a few times a year, we're still getting No Man's Sky stories of like No Man's Sky still getting updates, but it's 30, not a franchise. It's just the one game. New update too, right? Like today. I yeah, think. yeah. Just that. Yeah, that's part of why I'm thinking about it because they just announced another new one. Um. So yeah, I I have to imagine that one isn't as sustainable. Like at some point you're going to lose new audience because they go to buy it and it's like 19 DLC included and you're just kind of like, whoa, I, that sounds intimidating. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if there's diminishing returns at some point there. But 
not quite sure what the actual best strategy is or if there will even be one or if it'll still be you just try to keep finding different ways to get the attention and and try to convert that to money one way or another uh the other one that i can think of is the chapter model seen in games like telltale games um strange life is strange uh, uh, the new Hitman, not, I don't think Hitman three did this, but the new Hitman one released episodically like that. Got it. Is dark pictures anthology like that too? Or is that, I are think they just... those are technically different games, okay. just like in an ongoing series, but I actually don't know. It may be like that you could buy a, you maybe if you bought the first one, you like keep getting the other ones. I actually don't know for sure. Okay, they are they are separate games. Yeah, separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's another yearly one. It looks like the man of or the dark pictures anthology. But yeah, does that count as a yearly franchise? Probably not, right? Because eventually they finish the chapter. Yeah, it's just kind of a way to like stay relevant for a for beyond just your quote unquote launch day, you like keep trying to bring people back in. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've exhausted all of my uh, discussion <laughs> on this topic. What do you guys think? Uh, I want to read some stuff from handball 21. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. On the description on the right-hand side of the top, it says, experience the intensity of one of the most complete sports. What does that mean? Complete <laughs> yeah. sport? I don't know. I guess they're done making sports because they made handball. Like, We're done. We don't have to make sports anymore, guys. We got handball. All the other sports have these major plot holes, but handball <laughs> is complete. It's complete. And then the most recent review is by Riverman81. Bought this game for $40. Don't let them scam you with this crap. Unplayable. <laughs> Point 0.2 hours played. Point 0.2. <laughs> Point 0.2. That's a, that, that really does seem unplayable. Yeah. Poor guy. I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Full review next week on Chance Time Podcast. All right, well, are you guys ready for a little game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, real quick. Oh, if you have thought if you have thoughts on annual franchises, please email us chancetimepodcast at gmail.com or join our Discord and talk talk about it with us there. That's it. Perfect. Um all right. Gonna make sure you guys click on the audio for this one. This is important. But I guess only Curtis will hear it. Oh no, Paul will hear it. <laughs> I'll I'll wait for you, Nick. I think I'm in. Am I in? Oh yeah, I see you now. Okay. All right. Uh, for this week's game, I'm going to welcome you to. The SEO Golf Tour. <laughs> Just 
keep it playing for a little bit longer. It's the masterpiece of orchestration. Ooh, the extra beat there in there. Go. All right, I'll just stop it abruptly. <laughs> uh, as some of you may know, I have access to uh, sensitive information at my job that I have shamelessly <laughs> compiled for a game today. <laughs> uh, so once again, going to welcome you to the SEO golf tour. I am going to paste a bunch of terms into our Discord chat here. Uh, members of the Discord chat that are not recording with us today will see this and wonder what's going on. If you're listening, you'll you'll find out as you listen to this. But I'm going to read these terms off for the listener. Um, and this is going to be similar to Chance Time Draft, where you guys will be drafting uh, each of these surf search terms. And you're going to be trying to go for the lowest uh, number... Essentially, the highest search rank. These are all search ranks on uh, okay. Amazon. Uh, for example, these. Uh, let me let me explain this better. I have pulled only video game search terms from Amazon that were searched in the month of December. So, the top search term for December was Christmas movies. Uh, the wow. second top search term for December was gifts for women. Third, Christmas decorations. <laughs> Fourth, gifts for men. Fifth, gift cards. Sixth, iPhone 13 Pro Max case. Um, Interesting. But I went through the top 300 search terms Um and looked for any video game related search terms. There's a few in here that are just game related. And I have come up with this list. Uh, so for instance, if you guess Christmas movies, if that was a video game term, you would get one point. But if you guessed coffee maker, which was the 98th searched term, <laughs> you would get 98 points. And since this is the golf tour, uh, lowest amount of points wins. There's a few search terms that come with bonus questions that allow you to get minus 10 points. Uh, so we'll see see how that goes. By the way, the, uh, the music was from PGA Tour Golf on the Super Nintendo. Uh, just to uh, give people contact for that. Another sports franchise that we didn't talk about. Exactly. I think yeah. There's been a lot of those. I, think I don't know. If they're played, uh, are they annual? I think they are annual. Well, I used to play uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour quite a bit with my brothers, actually. That's right. I think they they were taken over by Tiger Woods at one point. Yeah, I was always I always sliced it in that game, just like I do in real life. <laughs> and you could always tell because on your backswing. You could see like the a trail behind your golf club, you know, and it'd always be blue if you sliced it. My brothers would always yell at me. I'd swing <laughs> and they'd be like, blue, blue, blue. And they just start yelling blue at me. <laughs> anyway. 
carry on. Are we talking games in December then? Search uh, to search, search terms, terms from, from December? December. These are all Amazon. Remember that. I'm going to paste them here and then I'm going to read them all off for the listener. So here are the terms. Oculus Quest 2, Gaming Desk, Gaming Chair, Minecraft, Pokemon Cards, Xbox, PS5 Console, Nintendo Switch Game, PS4, Gaming PC, PlayStation 5, Switch Games, Board Games, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch Games, PS5, Nintendo Switch, Pokemon, Laptop, PS4 Controller. A reminder, these are all in the top 300 of most searched Amazon terms. Nick, you are our guest. So if you would like to start, you may pick the first term. Thank you. It's an honor. I will go with Nintendo Switch. All right. Nintendo Switch was the seventh highest search term on Amazon. Dang. That is the number one in video games, by the way. So, oh, crushed it. Yes. A hot ticket item for December. Um, Nick, you could choose Curtis or Paul for the next person, and we'll we'll go in draft order. So. The last person will get to go two times in a row. Um, flip a coin. All right, I will flip a coin. Do you want heads or tails? Did you flip it? I got caught in the air. I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm flipping it right now. Heads, heads. Oh, it's heads. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, so, was, I, was I supposed to call it? Was Paul supposed to call it? You were you were gonna call it whatever uh, it was supposed I, to be. I agree with the result. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to go twice at the end now. So yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, I will say, ooh, let's say, why is PS4 controller in there? That's funny to me. Um, let's just go with Pokemon. All right, Pokemon was the 66th most searched term. Ooh, that's a lot lower than I thought it'd be. The sixth highest video game search term on Amazon. Ooh, wow. Wait, are we going by the video game ranking then? Um, no, I think we're going to go by the actual Amazon search. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> checking. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a big gap there, so I just wanted to know. That's true. If it if you would like me to calculate the the other one as well, I can. We can see how that changes the results. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, there are 20 search terms, by the way, so it probably will change the results a lot. You say you're doing both then? Yeah, I'll do both and we'll we'll see what we decide at the end of this. Um Paul, you get two picks on the SEO golf tour. <sighs> SEO golf tour. Well, 
there are so many that are similar to what has already been picked. But I'm going to go PS5. PS5, the second video game search trip. Okay, there we go. The 12th Moch search oh, wow. on Amazon in December. Mm. Very hard to find, so makes sense that people are searching that a lot. Yeah, they wanted to get lucky. All right, Paul, you get another opportunity. I guess I should have calculated this between three people because 20 does not is not divided by three. So someone's going to get shorthanded. I'll find a way to make it up to them. Or we or we could just stop 18. at 18. Yeah, let's just yeah. do the 18. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so with eight, with getting rid of those two, I'm going to say we are now in the top 250 searched things on Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, and get rid of Minecraft and Switch games because those were 19 and 20. Well, that is good to know. I was dying Minecraft for my next guess. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Minecraft and Switch games? Yep. Or yeah. Nintendo Switch games? Switch games. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, I'm keeping a separate list, and I'm deleting the ones that we've said, so I have to look back through here now. Um... I'm just going to go with the same theme and I'm going to say PS5 console. All right. PS5 console. The 69th most searched uh, item on Amazon in December. And that is the seventh. Oh, okay. Okay. Not bad. Most searched video game related item. All right, Curtis. We're back to you. Uh, at any time, if you want me to list off remaining things, I can give that to you. Well, I'm going to go with Xbox Series X for my next guess. All right. That is the 10th most searched video game item and the 83rd most searched item on Amazon. <laughs> Which brings us to you, Nick. You get two in All a row. Right. My next one is going to be Xbox. Xbox, the 17th most searched video game item and the 247th Ooh. Uh, most searched item on Amazon. All right. One more. I'm going to go with... Gaming PC. All right, gaming PC number fifteen in terms of video games, and one hundred eighty third most searched term on Amazon. Dang. All right, Curtis, back to you. Mm. Let's go with Oculus Quest two. All right, did it. That's number eight. On the video game Ooh. list, giving you 78 points for the 78th most searched term on Amazon. 
My turn? Yeah, two for you, Paul. All right, give me Pokemon cards. Big money. <laughs> Pokemon cards is number five. Oh, nice. Um, 46, the most searched term on Amazon. In December. It was, it, was, it was a big year for Pokemon cards. That it was. Video games are pretty high on Amazon's list. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, all right, you got one more. All right. For context um, for this next round, number three and four are still open. Oh, man. Number nine, also still open. 11 through 14, 16, 18. Uh, number one has been done, right? Someone yes, got number one. That was Nintendo Switch. All right, I'm gonna go with Nintendo Switch games. Then let's see where that fell. All right, this one comes with a bonus question, Paul. Oh shoot! Okay. So Nintendo Switch games is third number thirteen. Oh okay. Um, 157th on the search term ranking. Um, I will give you an extra minus 10 points if you can tell me what the number one result was. For number a, one result th for Nintendo Switch games. Yeah, what was the first, what's the first thing to pop up on Amazon? Would you search Nintendo Switch games in December 2021? Well, in December 2021 specifically. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts are either it's Mario Kart, because that's the best-selling game ever on Switch, okay. or because it's December, maybe it's Metroid Dread. Okay. But... I have to decide which of those. Let's go with Metroid Dread. The correct answer was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Curtis, we're back to you. Have we have we said board games yet? Uh, no, board games has not been taken. I will take it. All right, that is number 14 on the list, 164th in terms of Amazon search rank. Um, this one comes with a bonus question, Paul. I'll you give mean you, Curtis? Uh, Curtis, Paul? sorry. <laughs> You're just going to give it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, give you, I'll give you minus 20 on this one, because this is a harder one. Yeah, I was saying, I don't think I'm going to get this, but okay. Number one board game that comes up first in December 2021 when you searched board games. Uh, probably like Monopoly or something. Um, oh, man. I cannot think of a good yeah, way to give you a hint or anything. No, no, no. 
let's say settlers of Catan, or Catan as it's known now. That is not correct. The mm. number one result was exploding kittens. Oh, oh. wow. Wow. What was that, Curtis? I said, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Nick. How many do we have left? One, two, to run down. three, four, five, six, seven left. Seven left. Uh, we still have... Is number, number two and three are still on the board, right? Uh, three and four are still on the board. Okay. One was Nintendo Switch, two was PS5. Okay. I was about to read you the the remaining ones, but then I realized I was about to read them in order. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, I think I think I can. I think I know which ones are left. But, yeah. Uh, let's do laptop. Laptop is number four. Ah, oh, good. Thirty-nine most searched term on Amazon. Um, yeah, that was a good guess. We still have number three. Three still on there. Yeah. So you, you do have another guess, Gerd, or Nick, I'm confusing all of your names. <laughs> we done PlayStation 5 yet? Is that still on the board? That's still on the board. Give me that one. Okay. That is the 11th most searched video game related term. And that will get you 89. Um, all right, Curtis, for more context, the 298th most searched term was slime. Kids these days. <laughs> that was me. I was looking that up every lot. day. Yeah. <laughs> My wife wanted lots of slime for Christmas. <laughs> um, let's say gaming chair all right one. gaming chair is a big ticket item the 16th Ooh. most searched thing on amazon wow the wow. third highest video game nice. uh, ranked thing on amazon so good good steal right there curtis all right I actually might have been one of those people <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let me make sure I have this math right. I've got one, two, three, four items left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Paul, yeah, you two get for two. Me. Yeah. Ernest, yeah. Uh, these have bonus questions, by the way. Give me that old reliable. I, I bet a lot of people are still searching this. PS4. PS4 is number 18. Oh, dang it. I thought that would be higher up. Which is 249 on the Amazon church ranking. But you, oh, I get another one. You do get another one. Before you guess, Paul, let me tell you what your scores are for this final round. Right now, we'll go with Amazon search ranking first out of all of Amazon. Paul is at 533 points. Curtis is at 407 points. Ooh. And Nick at 565. 
Oh, wow. If we go with Ooh. video game uh, ranks, Paul, you're at 45. Curtis is at 41. Ooh. And Nick is at 48. So maybe we will go with the video game ones. <laughs> it's a little more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like the other way <laughs> <laughs> wait but you were uh, last pl- place the other way oh yeah never mind <laughs> uh, uh okay there's only three left would you like me to read them to you no i have them okay uh Give me Nintendo Switch game. All right, Nintendo Switch game number 12. Okay. Uh, which gets you 114 on the Amazon search rank point system. So what do you think number one on the Nintendo Switch game is? By the way, the other one was Nintendo Switch games with an S, <laughs> if you're wondering what the difference is. So it's a different answer? Or could it possibly be the same? <laughs> we don't know. You have to guess. Uh, okay, I'm just going to go with Mario Kart then. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say anything because... <laughs> yeah. But the fact that you asked that question gave the answer away. <laughs> <laughs> I cheated. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you minus 10 on the Amazon search rank, but right. on the other one, I'm going to give you minus 1. I was going to say, yeah, that that seems appropriate. <laughs> All right, that gives um, you a total, Paul, of 637 on that one, on the Amazon one, and 56 on I... the video game rankings. So, Curtis... You got three left. Are, is that right? Oh, no. You, oh, you got two left. Two left. Two left. What, what two are they again? Uh, gaming desk and PS4 controller. <laughs> um, let's go. Don't do it, Curtis. Leave with... that one for me. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it for you. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm taking gaming desk. All right, so... But... Is that the one you're talking about? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to also give Nick PS4 controller, and I'll tell you which ones, which will give Nick an opportunity to lose a point off his score. As a bonus? Yeah, PS4 controller has a bonus. So gaming desk was number 16. With, wow. which was the 196th most searched term. PS4 controller was the ninth most searched video game. Wow. Term. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, hold on real quick, which is the 79th most searched thing on Amazon, actually. Right above Oculus Quest 2, which was the 78th. Um... So here's the thing. You get a, a chance for an extra point, Nick, taken off. Okay. Right now the current scores are Paul with 56, Curtis with 57, and you Ooh. 
with 57 as well. well you what? Cut out. what was it? <laughs> what was that? You cut, you cut out. out. Oh, what was my I'm, score? I'm sorry. Your score is 57 as well. So you and Curtis both have 57. Oh, Paul has 56 with his negative one point he scored. I could tie Paul. If you tie Paul, I will go to a tiebreaker round. Okay. Oh, but that sounds like a like a food. Oh, <laughs> but for negative one point off your score. Okay. What was the first color controller for PS4 controllers to come up? If, if you just, it's a specific name, but I will give it to you if you just guess the color. <laughs> Okay. Ha. The color. So this is if you search PS4 controller in December 2021, the first result will be this color of PS4 controller. I feel like in December, there's some crazy colors that are really popular. (laughs) I'm just going to go with the old... uh, I think this is wrong, but... I'm gonna go with the, the, the standard gray, no, the the black, the black controller. The correct answer was jet black. Yes. Oh man! Wow, what an exciting <laughs> round! <laughs> All right. Pulls it out. Here's the tiebreaker. Number nineteen was Minecraft which was the 255th most search. Switch games was the 20th with 265 on the search rank. We're just going to go in order. Uh, Whoever buzzes in first, I guess, can go. Oh, well, actually, Nick went last, so Paul gets to go first. For Switch games... What was the number one game? And I will give you more hints after each of you have guessed once. So the term is just Switch games. Switch games. And the number one ranked item is a specific game. Which game is it? I mean, I I have to just guess Mario Kart again. <laughs> All right, that is incorrect. Oh dang it! Nick. What the heck, Amazon? <laughs> I'm going to guess Dread, Metroid Dread. All right, that is incorrect. Oh dang it! Oh, this is a game we discussed on this episode. Oh, what? This episode today? <laughs> yes, this episode today. That is your hint. Um, huh. Suddenly not remembering any... <laughs> FIFA? FIFA is incorrect. Nick? Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, man. This is killing me. <laughs> I feel like I know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have a wild guess right now. Um, 
man. Switch game that we discussed in this episode uh-huh. <laughs> about yearly franchises or maybe ones that occur semi yearly or every other year. I'm going to, I don't know. Um, ah, there's no more, no more hints in that, uh, that you're, you're going to throw out at all. I will give a hint every time someone misses the guess from this point on man um i can only think of games that we didn't talk about (laughs) (laughs) i'll just go with uh zelda breath of the wild all right that is incorrect paul this is a current yearly franchise yearly franchise that throws out uh that throws out my other guess then unless did we consider this a, whatever i'm just gonna say pokemon brilliant diamond or whatever it's called that is incorrect oh my gosh <laughs> nick that's what i thought it was curtis mentioned he bought one of these games this year Ooh. what why could I not even remember our current <laughs> conversation? <laughs> I know, same here. Curtis <laughs> oh. bought it this year. Let's see if I'm Curtis and I'm buying a Switch game. And let's see. I got my money. I'm going to tell the store manager. Yes, I'd like to buy a Switch game. I would like <laughs> this that game that comes out every year. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Wow, oh, man. Heard us, Bob? Uh, uh, sorry. Not this year. I think it, oh. it was recently. Uh, okay. I, okay. I apologize. I realized that we... You mean 2021, then? I don't remember the exact time frame, but he said he bought it recently, I feel. Man. I was even paying attention when Curtis talked. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed Um, to be taking notes, too. You have to tell him that? (laughs) I was not notified. I'm texting Curtis the game (laughs) to make sure that he Uh, bought it recently. He at least bought it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm gonna wait until Curtis reads his text, and maybe he'll react to it audibly over over this <laughs> channel, and then I will get an extra. I'm gonna mute myself. Don't do it! Don't do it! No! <laughs> no! Curtis um, is currently typing back to me in the text thread. <laughs> is it a, a positive or a negative? Is it like, yeah, I did buy this game, or is it? All he said was, oh. Dang it. Um, uh, I can't, I don't even have a good guess at all. I'm just going to guess a wrong one. So Paul will get another hint. <laughs> I am going to guess. Um, gee whiz. 
Curtis always buys the Madden games every year. They're, they're big on Switch last year, so that right. is my guess. That is incorrect. <laughs> oh, Paul, darn. Your hint is, I also mentioned I have bought a game in this franchise at one point. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be like some Ryan, sort of I did trick. respond to your text again. Okay. All right. I was wrong. What did you say? He said he thinks he got this game in 2020. And I mistakenly heard that. Oh, he that changes everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> Current annual franchise. On Switch. Just a reminder, our podcast is now at the two hour and four minute mark. So Curtis would buy Curtis doesn't buy current games. That's like Curtis's whole thing. That's what I was to be fair, I did buy this on sale. So <laughs> Man. Alright, I've got another hit. Rhymes with Okay, yeah, do a we'll, rhymes with. We'll eventually get to the rhymes with, don't worry. But I think I got at least one or two more hints that are right. vague enough but make you get closer to it. Actually, I have two hints that I think will probably give it away but are still okay hints, I think. I can throw out a hint, too. Okay, yeah. If you want me to. After uh, you get through your two vague hints. Yeah, I'll get through my two and we'll we'll see what happens. But Paul, do you have an answer? <laughs> Current annual franchise. I like don't even have a guess. This is baffling to me. What's the prize for this game? Um Free subscription to the podcast? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. You win the uh, Tiger Woods Memorial Trophy. Oh, okay. I have a guess. All right. Let's hear it. Just Dance. That is the correct answer. <laughs> Just Dance 2022 is the number one uh, result for uh... Switch games. That job, makes Paul. no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever would have guessed that without Vince. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I assumed that anything for Switch games would be a Nintendo property. You know, that, like that's why it was tricky. Yeah, I mean that that was a good tiebreaker. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. The final score is Paul Bills with. 55, Nick with 56, and Curtis with 57. And the only reason anyone was below 57 was because of minus points. So that's true. Is that our, our default scores were all tied? I guess that makes sense because it's yeah. the same list. You guys that's are funny. all equally good. <laughs> if, we were, if we were going by. The Amazon search terms, Curtis would have won with 603. Oh, interesting. Nick with 644, Paul with 647. By giving Paul the the minus 10, 637. 
All right. Wow, that was a good game. That was actually really interesting to hear and to think through. <laughs> the SEO golf tour. Um, if you want it in order, Nintendo Switch, PS5, gaming chair, laptop, Pokemon cards, Pokemon, PS5 console, Oculus Quest 2, PS4 controller, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch game, Nintendo Switch games, board games, gaming PC, gaming desktop, Xbox, PS4, Minecraft, Minecraft, Switch games. And nice. by, by the way, number 19 was not Minecraft and number 20 Minecraft. I just misspoke. <laughs> is, uh, the, is the game that we just played going to come out next year too? Um, I mean, I could do this monthly. I could do it weekly. <laughs> you do like a subscription thing to it or? <laughs> yeah yeah we'll create a, a wordle like website where you can uh, <laughs> there you go guess everything uh but yeah that was for december oh i lost what i was gonna say oh i thought it was super interesting that pokemon cards is above pokemon yeah um also, we can continue to do this game until I either get bored of it, I get fired, uh, specifically for doing this game, or I do not have this job anymore. <laughs> get fired. I feel like this isn't super private information. It's yeah, just... it's, uh, it's, it's built in to Amazon's like seller web page so yeah but i i don't know if you have to reach a certain status to use it right uh but i find it very interesting as well to the point where you guys have been in my text where i make people guess in the text thread and no one seems to enjoy it except for like one or two people Keep keep bringing it my way. All right. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear. Well, I think that does it for today's episode of Chance Time. Uh, next week TBD. It's episode fifty. Oh man. We have not figured out what we're going to do to celebrate that, or if we will do anything to celebrate that. But what if we just skip it and go to fifty-one? We could do that. <laughs> we'll come back to fifty when we're when we're ready. When we figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but remember, email us at chancetimepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, we'll have a Discord invite link in in the uh, episode description if you want to join our Discord. Uh, anything significant that happened in the Discord chat that would make people want to join this or make people definitely uh, not want to just uh just more discussion and uh we shop wednesday update really important stuff that's true yes paul revealed the alive the live alive collector's edition that comes with a board game yeah first collector's edition i've ever been interested in <laughs> <laughs> 
some discussion on some discussion on Elden Ring classes, which are hilarious, like the wretch and the prisoner. Yeah, so great stuff happening in there. Um, Nick, thank you yeah. for for joining us today. Yes, this is awesome. Pleasure, a pleasure. Thank you for having me. My question is: Will you listen to this episode? Uh, that's tough because I've. I feel like I was listening to it. You, you were um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Just now, you know. So, I mean, I think I think I'll probably go back to it and just see how much of a fool of myself I made. But uh, make sure you sound handsome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, that's that's how I sound. I'm never going to talk again. Um, <laughs> but I I will say uh, a few times I was like. Am I just listening to this episode? Or oh no, I'm. I'm <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe like next week when I'm listening, I'll try to interject and. Guys, <laughs> oh no! No one will respond to me, and then I'll shed a single tear, and I'll be like, "I'm truly alone in this world." <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate it. But, I wouldn't listen to it if I were you, but it's just me. <laughs> Do you guys never listen to them back at all, or not really? Maybe the ones like the weeks you missed or something. Yeah, just the ones I missed. Yeah. The only ones I listen oh to. Yeah. I do it for research or purposes. Like a, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what we predicted a year ago. Interesting. Not really, but I say that just about does it for today's episode. Once again, and thank you for coming to see James. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks. One day we'll figure out how to end this properly. (laughs) Goodbye.